Welcome to the Arlanders Podcast. Arlanders Podcast is here to shed light on all things business in the outdoors. My name is Jaime, and I'm here with Kingston. What up, dude? What's going on? Nothing much. Yeah, <laughs> we're back at it. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on like how it's coming out. <laughs> a little raspy there, dude. Yeah, my voice is. Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> we have I, a good episode today. Yeah, it's gonna be. This one's gonna be fun. Yeah, because it's a, a variety show. Yep. We got a. Uh, I, I just I randomly asked uh, followers like just some Q and A kind of stuff and uh, got some cool responses. So we picked a few and gonna go through them today. Yep. Q&A. Q&A. So we'll just start from the top um, and we'll give you credit. So if you responded with a question, first off, thank you. <laughs> Second off, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's kick this thing off. So this one came from Andrew, our buddy Andrew. At Andrew Harold. Yeah. Right? Yep. His question is, what packing strategies do you employ to reduce the amount of waste while out on the trail? Yeah, that was a good one because I think uh, I, I think he asked uh, specifically because I think I heard him say that he just brought too much stuff on, on, that, on, that, that, on that run trip. Uh-huh. So, I mean, um, I think that, and you know what's funny about that question is that I specifically went on that trip with the least amount of stuff I could get away with. Yep. Because I wanted to see... Because on the Oregon trip, I had all my stuff. I had tools. I had, like, everything. As you should, especially a trip like that. But it was overkill. Yeah. I didn't need it. Yeah. I didn't even use most of that stuff. And then on this trip, I was like, we're only going for two nights. Mm -hmm. It's a good test to be like, all right, you know, minimal amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. We bought food the day we left. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it all, like, really, it, it evened out pretty well and uh it worked yeah it just worked out i always i have to make a list the day before yeah and as long as you mentally do that list or i put it on my notes on my iphone and right before you leave just go through it all but if you don't make a list you just start overpacking like the stupidest stuff i think uh also storage boxes so if you buy a big bin you're most likely going to fill up that bin with shit yeah but if you buy something like the Wolf Pack or so many companies make cool boxes, but like if you just stick to like, right, these are my two boxes and you're very specific, like this is my kitchen box and I can put some tools in this yeah, one. Yeah, you label each box. And it's very. Each one has a purpose. Yep. But yeah, yeah, you can start bringing shit for no reason if you have a, like a ton of massive bins in your truck. Yeah. So I, when I got my goose gear build out, I went to container store and I basically just bought all the bins that would fit in the blank in the spaces that I would. That's uh, a sick shop. The container store. Yeah. (laughs) Shop. (laughs) (laughs) On that Oregon trip, I literally had, I would say four bins that were empty. So I guess to answer that question, make a list. And if you stick to that list for trips, many trips in advance or after that, you figure whatever you like out. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier if you just stick to that list. And secondly would be if if you're very um, determined, to like these are my two bins and they're not massive, but this is what I have for storage. I think you can get away with being a little bit more lean on your packing. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can always, like if you have a bin that's like 
you know, extra stuff or tools or whatever, yeah. you can choose to leave it behind or mm-hmm. take it with you. And That's a good one. I mean, I hope that answered Andrew's question. Yeah. But his truck is massive. So it, it's, I think for someone like him, it's easy to keep filling up stuff. Uh, question number two is from our buddy. Albert. Albert from Rigid. From Rigid, Rigid um, Industries. Yep. Best lights on the earth. <laughs> yeah, they actually make some kick-ass lights. That's what that's what Kingston is running now. I'm running yeah. Casey, and I'm like, I mean, Casey's great. Don't, no hate on Casey at all, but the Rigid lights are pretty insane looking too. Yeah, and his question is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just wants to plug. How important is your vehicle light setup? Um, so it seems like I lead a lot. So for me, the the lights actually are pretty important. Yeah. I guess if you're like in the middle or like some other, you know, position in that pack, mm-hmm. J light would be great because then you can see through the dust and whatnot. Um, but I mean, I, my my truck has maybe has pretty overkill of lights, like especially on the front facing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably get away with not running ditch lights, but I, I like the ditch lights just because I can see you know animals before they hit the road yep um stuff like that but uh i'm a big fan of amber so that the amber also <laughs> just brings a good aesthetic so like yeah. uh, honestly like i'm gonna just be very honest i think a lot of people run ex- excessive lights because they look really cool yeah and it does bring a really cool curb appeal yeah um I would run more, but they also get expensive if you go with like the proper companies that make and test them. Yeah. So I'm currently just running four on a on a Smitty Belt bar. Yeah, but once we swap those out, basically what I have for the same setup, uh-huh. it would just uh, it'd be like such a big difference. Hundred percent. And I don't. I you brought up a really good point. I don't lead generally. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm a follower. <laughs> <laughs> but the the lights that I did really really like on your new setup are the lights the side lights on the oh camper. yeah yeah so what that's considered those are the scene the, like camp scene lights those are badass yeah those are the those the, those don't get much love i think uh as much as uh of the other lights because it's just like it's actually just like really utilitarian yep um but they're those the ones i have are slms or also by rigid like that. yeah and they're just basic work lights yep. you know but well, they work really well. What would be, if someone was getting into it, what would be like the magic number to run? Honestly, like uh, like two amber spots in the front uh-huh. would be good. And then one, just a chase light in the rear. Yep. That's pretty much all you need. I, I can agree with that. Like I have sure. rock lights and rock lights. Uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> super, super Tokyo Drift. So important. Yes, especially if you are hitting the trail, if you're going into more desolate camp to get to like a desolate campsite, I would recommend having lights for sure. Just yeah. having head I don't I don't think I would ever just hit some of the places we go with just headlights. That would probably scare the shit out of me. Yeah. And if but if you don't drive at night, you don't need the lights. So. True. <laughs> but in emergency scenarios like when but we're yeah. in Oregon, you need Yeah, that. yeah. So totally. I would say yeah, get lights. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can keep it minimal and add on from there, but yeah, you really only need some like two powerful lights yep. or one light bar maybe or something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good one. How do you? Okay, so this one I don't know who want to. Let me look it up real quick. Out. How do you feel about sharing camping locations to the public? And what um, what's funny about this is we're gonna probably do a whole podcast on this, so mm-hmm. we'll keep it short. But um, 
I think it's uh oh, and that came from Taco Bout Venture. <laughs> Tight name. Taco Bout. Taco Bout. Um and uh I think that it's something that I don't do. <laughs> I just don't share them because one, I probably get shit for it to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to um, trying like finding these places is like really the funnest part. It's pretty magic. In, in my, on my end, I, I like doing, I like doing the searching and researching and blah, blah, blah. On X, Google maps. Yeah. All that cool shit. Deep diving into like sick hot springs in Idaho. You won't even, yeah. It. And I, I can, I definitely have had that happen, especially with you. I'm like, yo, sh- send me that spot. And you're like, no. And I'm like, come on, dude. And you're like, no. And I'll I'm give like, you a general idea of where it might be. But if I go with you, then I mean, yeah. that's how you earn the locations. If they're really that cool, you just go on these trips with people that have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we'll keep it at that. Cause we got a whole episode coming up for yeah, that. For sure. Good question though. Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, Talk about it. Number four. This is good. Yeah, tent recommendations and first truck choices. Yep. That's, that's going to be a fun one. That one's from, his Instagram name is MVLCX. Um, we should totally do an episode on that one too. Yeah. Tent options and first trucks. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. But well, I think, um, no, another future episode was the our tent camper and. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this will Stay tuned for that one too. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but uh, do you want to even touch on it then? I feel like we should just yeah, give them credit let's when give it comes. A, let's let's do let's do what we would recommend and what our first truck choices were. All right, because we can we're gonna deep dive into this on another episode. Want me to hit it first? Yeah, go. Uh, if I could, first tent option would be a hard a hard shell tent for sure. The okay. soft the soft shell. Or the soft uh, soft tents are cool. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I would I wouldn't care. If, give me a budget one. There's a bunch of like budget yeah. tents out there that you can. Just an easy pop up hard shell tent. Yep. Cool. That'd be easy. And then for first truck builds or just like first truck choice. First, or like to like, build off of like our goals or no, just like platform. Like I, you have the F one fifty. Are you happy with it? Is that what you would pick first? Yeah, dude. I, I like my F one fifty. But yeah. I want my e- I want an eco boost. Give me well, an eco boost V six. Yeah. Um crew cab six and a half foot bed. Yeah. Fuck them. Perfect. That's and then for my tent recommendation, if you're starting out, front runner. Fucking just so the it's under a thousand bucks. It's easy to fuck it's easy to deploy it's light whatever i do like um, the one. i mean it, it works gets the job done yeah and then uh first truck choice i mean if i was just like had unlimited money i would just get a a ram 3500 shit i mean yeah i think we'll talk about that this yeah. more in depth because obviously i would choose something else besides f-150 but if that was just my option i'd go with that cool <laughs> all right his instagram handle is kind of hard so but thank you for that question, dude. Um, this one's a really good one. I mean, all these we can just do full episodes. But this one, Kingston, yeah. who said this, this one? This one's Coughing 15. Coffin? Coughing. Oh, Jacob Coughing, homie. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been a big-time supporter of Easy since the beginning. Um, what are some early business mistakes you've learned from? Damn. This is like a 
can write a novel. I got a good one. Go for it first. Because this is like really big for photography. Contracts. Oh, fuck. Making it in paper. Yeah. Making, getting like statement of work, like full contracts. It will bite you in the ass later yeah. if you don't get a contract, especially if you don't, if you work, if you're working with a, like a company that's like legit. Mm hmm. Um, either they'll send you a contract or you should definitely come up with one. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm not going to ex- give an example, but I mean, I, I, I know a couple from you that I was like, damn, that did not work out as yeah. planned. It well, happens though. Yeah. I mean, big one contracts contracts not to get too far into it. Uh, I think for mine, early business mistakes is managing cash flow through inventory. Inventory is such a hard game. And I think where we're at now, we've, or I've really developed a good system of keeping our inventory levels. Like not too high. Yeah, not too high, but just getting creative with it. Mm -hmm. You know, one-offs, creating samples, getting all the content prior. Because if you just invest a shit ton of money in inventory right off the bat, your cash flow is going to look very weird. Mm. You know, you just wasted all your money. On inventory. And you got to count on selling all of that. And think about this. When was the last time? I mean, I'm just kind of tuning my own horn here, but when was the last time Easy Supplies had a sale? We didn't even run a Black Friday sale this year. I was over it. Yeah. Because the reason companies go with big sales is to clear inventory. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So, but if you don't have, if you sell your stuff at the inventory levels that you, you know, are selling at, then you're not, you don't have anything left over. No stress. Sick. Well, there you go. Um, thank you, coughing fifteen. Darth Tacoma. Uh-huh. Where did the rig caddy idea come from? Yeah. Easy supplies. This is my, I think one of my favorite stories. Yeah, because it's so honest, and some of the best ideas come from these moments. Uh, I was in the garage with one of my best childhood buddies. My dad's in construction, and he has this cool red spray can holder, and I'm like, wow, that things looks pretty cool you know we're all we're have some beers course lights are flowing we're just chilling and it was such a typical like after a couple of beers you're like you grab it <laughs> i threw it on the outside of his van and i threw my cores in there and i was like whoa <laughs> so i just put my butt into gear and the material comes from overseas but they get assembled and finished here mm-hmm. and uh I mean, the hardest part, and this is a learning curve too, is like getting the trademark, getting the patents, you know, because the, the patent pending and the trademarks are anything that's fixed on the outside of a, a motor vehicle, trains, boats, cars. Mm-hmm. So we Easy Supplies now owns that. And this was like the perfect way to start this whole rig caddy line because now we're working into a V2 edition and expanding the, this whole product category of uh, magnetic fixed essentially car accessories and off-road accessories for the outside of vehicles yeah so i think that the like we were talking about earlier the way i look at it is uh v1 is the stepping stone for v2 and you had to get stuff out there to you know r and d and like figure out how to make it better and you made it like you like you know aesthetically pleasing for you know and and branded you the way you guys do it yep but v2 is just so much better. It's obviously, it's, yeah. Um, but even like the the version one, like, dude, I I love my rig caddy. 
Yeah. I like it's so useful. Yeah. And it's funny because I've had, obviously you get like weird people DMing us stuff, but at the end of the day, I don't think it would have worked out as well as it did if I wasn't actually living that lifestyle. Yeah. Like if you're trying to trade it off as like, you should buy this. And then you're just like some, you know, random Amazon company. Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna, is V2 going to be made in the US? Oregon, baby. There you go. Yep. USA made and fully designed by you guys. Yeah. Like it's legit. And we're like a California small brand. Like I I was, it's, I love those ideas though. Like just the garage ideas. We're like, whoa, that would be sick. And it worked. Yeah. Totally yeah I think worked. it was cool. Well, so there you go. Hopefully Darth Tacoma that answered your question. He's got another one for me. Oh, shit. Okay. He said, what got you into photography? Um, basically, when I was in high school, I was the art kid that ate his lunch in art room. <laughs> <laughs> as, as simply as I could put it. Um, and basically, uh, I I wasn't good. I just wasn't good in, in high school. It just wasn't my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my art teachers, and I would take... I actually started doing like graffiti and like, and I would do mixed media stuff and like didn't even touch a camera. Um, basically I took all the art classes I could. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I ran out of art classes to take, um, after, uh, junior year or like mid junior year. And, uh, the teachers were like, why don't you try photography? Like Uh there's classes to take there. So I was like, sure, like whatever keeps me in the art room, you know, totally. don't put me out there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't put me out there, don't get me out there. Um, <laughs> so I took it and I just fell in love. Yeah. It was, it, it like clicked. It was so considered it an there. elective, right? Like an art elective. However, yeah. However that works, you know, you get the, um, you get the chance to work, take whatever other classes, you know, uh, besides the required ones. Um, and then. Once I got to senior, my teachers just basically just let me just do whatever the fuck I want. That's awesome. And so they just let me be in the dark room whenever I possibly could. And yep. I was developed because that was film. We didn't do digital. any digital until um, college. Just age so. yourself. Super hard. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the last couple of years that high schools probably offered film. film. I don't. Even, I don't even know if they do anymore. You, when on. you know, you know, huh? Like when yeah. it just clicks. Yeah. When I took my first Photoshop class, I only the only the only reason I know any graphic design is off of one semester of a Photoshop class. Yeah. When it clicks, like yeah, I fell in love with that shit. Yeah, I think uh, I think that it's incredibly rare. Yeah. To find people that like when they know they know mm-hmm. it, but I'm super grateful for it. So. That's awesome. Just <laughs> Russell asks best camp burrito ingredients. I mean, they're all so different. Yeah. What is your favorite? What would you say is like your favorite burrito? Uh, breakfast burrito, at least. I don't like breakfast burritos. Damn, you are a weird human, dude. <laughs> you don't? No. Damn. All right, I'll answer I don't it. eat eggs, so. I love machaca. Machaca, yeah. okay. Machaca burritos are fire. Yeah. Give me some carnitas left over, throw some eggs in there, scramble that bad boy up, throw some <laughs> refried beans right. and some toasted jalapenos, wrap that go. bad boy up. I'm literally drooling right now. I'm (laughs) I'm so hungry. Rice, beans, and cheese. Super, (laughs) super easy to make. Um, so uh, next next question. What was it? Full size versus a mid size. Yeah. Um, 
This comes this comes from Scott Crop. Uh so when I was looking at trucks, I looked at either the col- the diesel Colorado, Duramax Colorado, mm-hmm. and um, and then or obviously and then uh, Jeep Gladiator and the Ram Rebel. Those are basically the three I was considering. Colorado got pushed out real quick mm-hmm. just because of it was small, the bed size small, everything was just small, but it was diesel. That's cool, but yeah. that made Gladiator and Ram very you approachable know, approachable yeah so um so when i went through the gladiator when i went to the dealership to buy the truck i drove a gladiator and the ram i drove the gladiator first and then the ram so night and day differences 100 it's just two different trucks yep mid-size uh like gladiator is sick like it's an awesome platform um i don't absolutely i don't love the look of them but they have amazing aftermarket support for sure and like it does the trick and it comes in eco diesel so it's cool but um you know downsides is to a full size is like it's tighter trails like ain't gonna happen longer wheelbase you still get through yeah mine's considered a full size yeah but it's a it's a single cab and my wheelbase is fucking short which yeah. is nice yeah so if you can battle you can battle the wheelbase thing with like your your cab size or you know what i mean but there's like you mentioned depends on what you need yeah but you did mention something when we we're on this trip that the full size are like the stepchilds of the overland industry everyone's on the mid-size grind yeah and i i think uh there's a time and place for each mm-hmm. if you don't have a family midsize probably is the way to go for sure um i have like photo gear i have cat and i have the dog so it's like i already have two and a half people yeah and then if we have a kid it's like uh eh, like you know like that might happen like in a year or two mm-hmm. and so i don't want to just sell my <laughs> truck every year Kinks you know? the kid. <laughs> yeah that'd be weird i think i think full size is is the way is a great choice for me yep but yeah i'll go full size too all right last one when are you going to invite us on the rest of us on your camping trip yeah i gotta look up who said that um i'm pretty sure it's perry (sighs) this is like an easy one though i mean if you want to cruise cruise don't claim it (laughs) perry says he's uh when are you going to invite the rest of us on your camping trip yeah (laughs) i mean so i get i get this is a question i get a lot yeah it's yeah. so like right now it's hard. I have to, I tell most people I tell that I don't know have like zero connection with is that I can't we can't travel. I I, I don't want to travel with uh like new people unless I it's like a connection between you know another person mm-hmm. just because like my mom's going through cancer and if we like I'm going to see her this weekend so if there's some weird freaking freak thing where you know she gets sick and then like just messes up the whole thing then it's not worth it yeah um but in but it, let's say covid you know goes away or whatever it's so anyone's invited yeah yeah i think if uh you have some experience it makes it easier if it's a weekend thing i mean really anyone, anyone can is down and you can come usually we have extra food and yeah. like it's it's super chill but if it's like a long trip then we usually try i i i will have to try to keep those small just because they're for usually it's a for lot work. of work so um, it's work and it's a lot of work 
I think that you, you just me? message us uh, the detailers. Is that done? Yeah. We're getting our trucks detailed because we're we're ballers. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're both literally like, can we afford this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Q&A ones. We'll do, we'll try to do more. Um, we'll put them in between. So we'll have like normal long podcasts. This one is a little bit longer, about 30 minutes in, but we'll uh, we'll try to do this more. But I really appreciate you guys actually like hitting us up and being... Um, being you a know, part of it. Being a part of it. It's cool. Yeah. Community building is a big aspect of everything that yeah. I do and you do. So we got more shit coming too. That's a good question. I like Darth Tacoma's questions. Kingston has a lot of really, really cool shit in the works for 2021 for photo and video. Yeah. And then for Easy Supplies 2021, uh, the Rear Caddy line is definitely expanding and we're going to move away from obviously what's what's available now, but uh, we're ready to blow some socks off. Hell yeah. Let's All right. Do it. Thanks, we'll guys. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.